Hello, and welcome to the What We've Watched podcast. My name is Chris. This is Emmett. And this is episode 115. Wow. Yeah. 115 episodes. That's crazy. I know. Like, whew, made it to 100. Wow. That was three months ago, four months ago. We're out of here. Forget you, 100. We're on to 115. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, this week, uh, top five post-apocalyptic films yeah yeah it's sort of a sort of a weird one but i don't know uh, well, no it's good i mean it's something ideas out no no it was good so uh post-apocalyptic films is definitely a very wide yeah i mean uh, like <laughs> looking online the interpretation of what qualifies well, as post-apocalyptic yeah. is well here's the thing goes goes everything from Films that are definitely post-apocalyptic in yeah. the most literal sense of the word right. to films that are clearly not post-apocalyptic in any sense yeah. of the word. So I've noticed that <laughs> when you look at lists that people make, oftentimes they put in things that are perhaps um, arguably apocalyptic, yeah. but maybe not so much post-apocalyptic. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things... That well, like almost every zombie dis- film appears on yeah, there. disaster movies disaster often movie. exactly, appear, yeah. you know... Alien invasion movies often oh, appear heavily, on there, heavily, yeah. right? Which I mean, all of those things could potentially be elements in a post-apocalyptic film, yeah. Or you know, like certainly for like a backstory or whatever. But for me, I think like the pure post-apocalyptic film, it has to be, you know, sometime after the apocalypse, an apocalyptic event yeah. Yeah. that has effectively ended modern civilization as we yeah. know it. And the, the I went story. a little more narrow, like at least within the context of the film. Well, like, and, and the story, um, you know, usually is based around the survivors' yeah. efforts to, well, to survive. Yeah. Uh, in that post time, mm-hmm. and how, I mean, I guess in a way, it's kind of like it's like a variation of science fiction, but like in mm-hmm. reverse. Yeah, yeah. Because instead of being about how future technological advancements affect society it's about how it's about going in the reverse direction yeah, yeah. the loss of the the developments that we've had mm-hmm. how that affects society yeah. going forward that that this society becomes has to evolve into something, something else, else yeah to cope with now being returned to this primitive state mm-hmm. yeah um and of course with often the vestiges and, and kind of ruins of, of the previous world yeah. still there around to kind of be mm-hmm. like a bizarre sort of reminder but you know or, or it might be incorporated in some odd way into this kind of new version of society yeah um so in that way it's kind of like you know it's like science it's like anti-science fiction kind yeah of. yeah um, i mean I, yeah uh um, so i uh in like shortlisting yeah. my I mean, oddly enough, I, I like. Turns out, I'd seen a lot of movies that qualify, yeah. like to to like more or less like I, I follow more or less the same definitions, uh, like constrictions. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, a lot of movies that fell into that category. Yeah. The other and sorry, and so I was like, oh, I gotta shortlist this down because this is, and so I went a little more. Um, uh, each of my entries has like specific reasoning for it to being on my list. So my list is not so much necessarily like a worst 
not worst, but least best to most best list. Uh, so just uh, five examples of the post-apocalyptic okay. films I really like. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I tried to rank mine. I, well, I, uh, I did too. I but, did too, uh, but yeah. You know, obviously that's mm-hmm. going to be, you know, uh, subjective to mm-hmm. some degree. Uh, the other thing that, that I did is I left out, um, you know, th- this being a little bit more of a specific genre or subgenre, um, and it not being one that I'm necessarily like a huge scholar of. I mean, mm. I've seen many of them, obviously, um, in passing. But, I mean, a lot of them are basically just, like, B-movies or just, well, like, really schlocky kind of stuff mm, from, like, the 80s and oh stuff yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Which, I mean, those are fun in their own way. I, mm. you know, I generally wouldn't turn down watching one of those. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily want to, like, hold them up as some yeah. great example of uh, cinematic achievement. Post-apocalyptic films fall pretty much in the same category, uh, like, for me, as, like, disaster films. Yeah. I love disaster films. Yeah. But, like, 9 out of 10 disaster films are that B, schlocky. Like, it's Um, pretty rare to get, like, that triple A real quality. So, rather than having sort of the typical uh, sort of honorable mentions type of thing, um, I've kind of gotten a few here, like, a a few that are things that um, I wouldn't, that contain elements of post-apocalyptic, but I wouldn't consider them post-apocalyptic movies enough ah. for them to be on the list. Uh, to me, I would have to like put them as a separate thing, uh, or or just sort of just because like I I know that some people would say like oh but there's you know they have this post-apocalyptic and I'm just like yeah but it's not really the main thrust of the movie. It's yeah. like there's a post there's one little post-apocalyptic element, but it's not really. I have the a, I about, have a couple of films like know, that where for me it has to be about that experience of surviving in a post-apocalyptic world, it's, you know? Because there, there are a number of films uh, that I have, like, they ended up on sort of that, my also runs, yeah. like, more or less, that are, uh, technically take place after a post-apocalypse, yeah. but that's neither kind of here nor yeah, there for the... it's not really what it's about. about yeah, 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 exactly. So uh, that's kind of what I have, um, and then I have, like, my actual five selections, yeah. which are uh, more squarely in that post-apocalyptic yeah. vein. Yeah. So yeah. that's that, yeah. I have no idea where we're oh. at as far as first, second. Uh, well, what did we do last? I think you went first. I went first last year? All right. Sure. Well, uh, we'll go right ahead. All right. Uh, so my number five, uh, it's going to be a controversial choice for oh, some. Okay. Uh, because um, it's often a bit maligned and um, it's a mixed bag. Okay. No, no quite. Hmm. Oh, I should also mention, uh, I tried a little bit to get kind of the... Um, like a film in in each of different a bunch of different decades. I have one for I have because I I have a tie for yeah. my five, so I have every decade yeah. all the way up to twenty ten. I, I had to try to do that way a yeah. little bit. I didn't quite succeed fully, but I didn't want to force it either. So, yeah. but that's kind of anyways. This is my nineties uh, pick, um, and it's, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just uh, looking at all the movies, and like <laughs> I say, like it's often a bit maligned. Uh, I think somewhat unfairly a lot of times just because of reputation wise mm-hmm. um, it's become a bit of a um, you know it's just tradition at this point to kind of like crap on this movie oh, okay. without people really kind of really even knowing the mockery it that well. is strong <laughs> um, and um, there's no doubt it's a mixed bag uh, certainly there are some really bad things about it mm-hmm. um, but it's uh, Waterworld ah. 
Um, I've always really liked Waterworld because um, I think that the premise is really unique mm-hmm. uh, in the sense that, like, every other post-apocalyptic movie almost is desert. usually desert. It's like after the bomb yeah. and, the, and and crumbling buildings and blah, 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 and desert. And, like, and you know. I definitely, by the 90s, I feel like the reason that was was because that's sort of how, like, between Mad Max and Escape yeah. from New York, oh, that's I mean, just how stand- post-apocalyptic films were done. It's a standard trope, and, I mean, yeah. it, and it's understandable yeah. in the Cold War era where, you know, they they literally thought yeah. we could have, like, mm-hmm. atomic World War Three at any moment kind well, of thing. Like The science behind melting ice caps, rising sea levels, yeah. I don't think was really more, there. It's a little more relevant now, yeah, isn't oh, it? Oh, isn't oh, it, everybody? Oh, uh, huh? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, how Florida feels about water. Yeah. But anyways... <laughs> uh, um, and, uh, joking aside, though, like, uh, all, you know, I hope everybody in Florida... Oh, yeah, 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 obviously. Yeah, well, you obviously. know, like... Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I mean, but my point is, I'm not trying to say, like, her, her, I'm just saying, like, it does feel a lot more relevant now. Oh, yeah, now. absolutely. Um, Which, like... And even and at the time, compared to on it has I, not it, been like we haven't seen another variation of the yeah. world. Well, I mean, odd that there hadn't really been anything up to that point. I think because shooting on and in water is generally a huge hassle. Well, in I film. mean, that's one of the things this movie is famous for is the immense bloated cost due to unfortunate accidents it, due to filming in a giant swimming yes pool. Yes and no. <laughs> yes and no. Because some of those things were actually misreported and stuff like that and some of that was, oh, yeah, yeah, some yeah. of it wasn't true. Yeah. But um, like for example there was a big news thing about like some big set that supposedly got wrecked by like Oh yeah. Like it around. sunk into the pool. Yeah. yeah and, and, it's just and like... in fact it actually turned out that like that set hadn't even been built, built yet yeah, at yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the time that the report happened. Yeah, yeah. Like people were just oh, well, again, people were just dogpiling on all the bad press yeah, yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, no, I mean, to be fair, yes, there were issues, and yeah. the, 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 it did, the cost did, the, the cost did yeah. start to balloon, um, although as Kevin Costner points out, technically, uh, despite the, 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 the rumors of, like, how over budget it went, technically it actually came under budget, because what they did is they just kept raising the, the budget, budget as yeah, they yeah. were making it. And then they, 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 they never, they never um, hit their final budget yeah, raise, yeah. And so, yeah. It was still, a, clever dog. it was still but, ridiculous, I mean, it was way hmm. over the top, but, you know. And for the time, it was, but like, I mean, it nothing, was most expensive movie, yeah, like, but nothing it was, really like it had been done, no. and, um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's... I really just like the premise. I oh, yeah. thought the world building was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Costner was great. Yeah, Char- like his character was great. Uh, his his performance, and everything. Um, you know, it, there is obviously a playing lot of, that like lone. Yeah, I mean, there's know, a lot semi benevolent. There's a lot of influence from the sort of Mad Max yeah. kind of yeah. thing and that whole mm-hmm. that. I mean, which is inevitable as that has yeah. that has such a huge impact on that whole so- genre yeah. you can't really get away from that unless you're deliberately consciously trying to mm-hmm. you know subvert it um but you know stuff like the whole thing with him being like a mutant and and yeah. having kind of like this sort of semi like merman kind of yeah. thing he's got the gills yeah he's got like the gills and like the little web you know bits of webbing and stuff like that in his feet and that and he can he can dive down like you know farther than any other person yeah. could because of that and so he's able to get like all these supplies and stuff mm-hmm. that no other no one else can get mm-hmm. um things like that you know dirt. You get of, dirt yeah yeah like that was well, the, more than yeah. what the average person could yeah. and so like i it's the, the real currency <laughs> yeah and so like all that kind of stuff was great it was just there was some real kind oh. of schlocky elements yeah, yeah. And towards the end, it really broke down into like a real by the numbers action movie yeah. that was just uninspiring. Um, I mean, 
It was fun to watch. It looked really yeah, good. Yeah, it was decently you know, well done. Uh, Dennis was, Hopper was as a bad yeah, guy, like senior age chewing, both almost a little too much over. Uh, yeah, over both the top. like a little too over yeah. the top, but also especially like, knowing what Hopper's capable of. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, very much fit into like again that Mad Max. Yeah, like, yeah I mean, I'm not you know, necessarily knocking the smokers. It. I'm not necessarily <laughs> knocking it for that. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying like that's definitely those would qualify as yeah. flaws that pull it down mm-hmm. from the lofty heights that it yeah. otherwise. Like if they'd. I think if they leaned a little more artistic, yeah, you know, I think maybe there was concerns about like, um, obviously with the cost and stuff, yeah, they yeah. were trying to kind of appeal to a wide audience, and unfortunately they sort of try to have it both ways, yeah. and they have all this really interesting like thought provoking world building and character stuff, and then all this kind of real lowbrow action stuff, yeah, and it didn't match Nes- not necessarily but well it's like they the thing i guess was, they felt they just didn't really have a choice the thing, is, the thing that always kind it of was either lose all of one or the other me a bit about the action was how um for the sake and this is a case of any pure action movie would have been fine because this is kind of just like in an oral action movie this is just how they things generally are yeah. but there were too many like like real like happy not happy coincidences but like way too easy coincidences that like the one that always sticks out to me is the whole plane sequence at the end mm-hmm. where they throw the rope out and he's got to grab the rope that rope is exactly the length it yeah. needs to be not six feet longer yeah. not two feet well, shorter I suppose it's, it's one of those like it's a bit of a movie thing though, but, I mean. but it's like like there's a lot of that stuff in there yeah, like yeah. things blow up exactly when they need to yeah, yeah. in a way that feels yeah. well, not I mean, not coincidence yeah. but artificial yeah well I mean, and I there's a fine line there. i sort of covered yeah, that yeah, yeah. like it becomes like a real average it, yeah, that's what i mean like the, the numbers action movie, yeah 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 which again the setup was all much more much more dramatic interesting yeah. than that right well i mean at its core uh and this is a case of when you look at a lot of post-apocalyptic movies um the setting is is not the genre yeah like waterworld's a pirate movie the smokers are the pirates yeah uh, Kevin Costner the thing, is, is Kevin Costner not, and that that thing. But it's they're not a very do- good pirate movie. Well, that's the problem. It's not is, that is great they an didn't, action movie. They didn't. But to me, it's a good post-apocalyptic. It's a good movie post-apocalyptic because film. it's very thought-provoking yeah. on the yeah. setting and what it would be like for people to survive. In they that didn't. They did what you so said. So they didn't lean enough one way or the other. So they played why, it down the middle. So that's but, why I put it at five. Yeah, but I've I've always really been fond of it. I'm more than aware of its flaws. Oh yeah, and the stuff that is crap about it. I think is crap just as much. I think is crap just as much as anyone else. Yeah. But I think that it's as Mm -hmm. an overall thing, it's kind of redeemed by at least like the intention was good to like do something interesting, and at least it's completely different from any other. uh, Definitely one of those movies like its prevalence on TV led it to be like this is one of those movies that I have watched like. Hour chunks out of it because yeah. I tuned well, in. It's like, quite long. Too, yeah. So. Well. Yeah. 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 Um. On a side note, that's number five. Uh, you're number five. Uh, what do you think of the Postman? Um. I'm assuming it's not on your list. I've never seen it okay. all the way through. Oh, okay. I've seen bits and pieces. Um, it seems to fall on like the spectrum of Kevin Costner. It seems to fall on the end that I'm not really into. Uh, ah. Yeah, which yeah. is like where a lot of you know. A lot of it just kind of like like a little too pretentious and a little mm, too mm. kind of like it, it is a bit like it is a bit serious and yeah. just kind of like oh you know oh I feel it does 
it makes up a little bit from Waterworld on it leans away from the action side yeah, yeah. and leans full all into the yeah, yeah. You know, being another it's another post-apocalyptic film for sure uh, yeah, no yeah, I, yeah. I get it it's yeah. just like the the it's it felt a little bit too much like it's a little on the nose it, yeah it annoyed yeah. me in the way that like very shameless like oscar bait type movies it, very movie, yeah, yeah. Where i mean just like you're trying too hard well, here man. i mean th- not to be disparaging yeah i love kevin costner yeah but he likes to do those kind of films. Yeah, absolutely. Right? <laughs> it's like White Earp and stuff like oh, that. Yeah, exactly. that yeah. But then on the other side of the spectrum, you do have like some really awesome yeah. stuff, yeah. right, um, that he's done as well, yeah. like Open Range top, or, you know. Mm, top five Kevin Costner films. You know, uh, <laughs> a number of other things is like that. Right? Yeah. I love Tin uh, Cup. Tin Cup, yes. I love Tin Traumatic. Cup. I know yeah. most people yeah. kind of don't think much yeah. of it. That's a really great, great film. I yeah. think it's great romantic comedy. Yeah. Um, you know, I think golf is is cool anyway yeah um personally so uh, you know that aspect worked but i thought like it's just it's it's a great romantic comedy it has a great cast with mm-hmm. like him and don johnson and cheech Marin and, yeah and you know renee russo and like everyone you know is great i, I really like tin cup yeah no tin um, cup is super so that's good. just like an example of like but it's it's not that overly pretentious overly kind of like important mm-hmm. like like oh like look what all these important things that we're saying about yeah, humanity yeah. and existence yeah. and stuff and it's yeah. just like i oh, that kind of stuff just yeah. like oh yeah. come on like it's <laughs> fine if it's if it's it's fine if that's like i, I don't want to be like mm-hmm. called it considered a hypocrite here because i know there's other movies i like that cover that kind of ground there's a way of setting mine when up. it's set within a framework that's yeah, yeah. entertaining yeah, yeah. or visually very artistic and and awesome Mm -hmm. or whatever what have you right it's just the ones where they just kind of there's a way of setting that message up extrude it out exactly without like like like, i'll give it the postman at least it's not preachy yeah like it falls on the side of maybe a little obvious a little on the nose but at least it's not preachy which is like the far end of that that i don't yeah yeah. but yeah no i mean probably it's probably a little it's probably a lot. I haven't seen it in a while. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's always I was thinking of Waterworld. I think of oh yeah, and then there's that other one he did that's not as good as Waterworld. Yeah. All right, so yeah. that's my five. So All right, five. What's your All right. five? So my five is I've got a tie for five. Okay. Um, and my five, my category for five is the weird and strange post-apocalypse. All right. All right. So I got two movies here. Okay. Uh, speaking of Don Johnson, Boy and His Dog. Boy and His Dog from yeah. 1975. Uh, and uh. Previous to that, my '60s pick, the bed sitting room. Okay, which I did. I did get around to. Yeah, watching. I, haven't, I haven't seen that. Yeah. Um, and Boy Does Dog, I have seen. Yeah. but not in an extremely it's, long time. It's been a while. I did not feel comfortable, sort of just being like, "Oh well, uh, it says it's good online, so I'll just trust yeah. that." Like. To me, I like I have to at least have some memory of yeah, like, how well, I feel that, about it, which is it. absolutely fair. So yeah, yeah. I didn't include it, but I know it's considered kind of a classic in the genre, and I'm sure it is very like, cool for what it is. I, it's I, like I mean, it, I like a boy in the in his dog. Yeah, as I know, the real unique aspect to it is it's like a black comedy, so it's like yes. there's a lot of like real kind of dark like it's, comedy aspect to it that is. I mean, a it's more, yeah, it's you know, it's a real different take on it. It's it's also like very like i enjoy like the bizarreness of it yeah. like the the i think when i the, the basic it, principle of this like this man living in a post up or boy yeah. young man living in a post-apocalyptic world who has 
no, not brought up by anybody has yeah. no 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 morals no ethics yeah, yeah. like eating and sex is all he thinks about yeah. he's got a psychic dog yeah, like yeah. the tele- telepathic dog, dog that does nothing but feed yeah. these emotions because it's an animal yeah um absolutely and how he interfaces with a world that is completely fallen yeah, apart in the I, most bizarre way i remember it being pretty interesting you know, but i just i think i watched it too too young I, and i didn't really fully grasp like what exactly it was and i haven't seen it since yeah. so it's it's not like it's not really a it's kind of in a way not like a fun movie to watch no like it's like like you said like it's like dark humor but it's really like like it has a hell of an ending um and being that it's like everything's just about like killing and banging yeah, is yeah. like like this movie's not nice towards women uh th- like and given in context of the character who like you have a main character who is amoral a yeah, you yeah. know like yeah. it it makes sense but it's i think it's watching it with kind of like more i don't want to say modern sensibilities because it doesn't really mean anything but more um a little more awareness a little more awareness um interesting concept but the movie itself is a little offensive (laughs) um in in a way that at the time like it doesn't mean to be it just is just because of what it's about Mm. um but uh based on book by harlan ellison yeah um who is like great at writing like real neat bizarre stuff like this um uh, but yeah, so that's this one, my my first one. Uh, my other weird one is The Bed Sitting Room, which is um, a British film that based on a stage play. Um, and for those who don't know, uh, people don't live in England, um, a bed sitting room is basically a rental room where you rent a room uh, that's usually in a house with a bunch of other rooms. You share a kitchen and bathroom. Like a boarding rooms. house. It's basically like a boarding house, yeah. Um, and it is... It's basically if Monty Python wrote apocalyptic post-apocalyptic film. Like the crew behind this was a crew that was also very much doing comedy that was a little off the beaten path in the same style that Monty Python was. Um, not to the same obviously renown that Monty Python had. Yeah. Um, the cast of this is, um, if you're aware of any like British actors, is actually quite amazing. Um, uh, number of actors who are unfortunately they were old in this film, so have long passed on. Um, but, uh, uh, Dudley Moore's in it, uh, who, who wasn't old in this film, but, yeah. uh, but guys like, uh, Roy Kinnear, Spike Mulligan, yeah. um, Michael, hmm, can't remember his last name, uh, Michael Horton. Okay. Um, uh, and in the, it's England after a war and it's full of, after nuclear war has destroyed the world. And it's all full of super British sensibilities. Yeah. Like, nobody refers to the when the bomb was dropped as the bombs or the bomb or the atom bomb. They're just, oh, you know, that thing, wink, nudge, yeah, you know. Yeah. Like, th- nobody wants to bring it up, you right. know. And at the very end of the movie, somebody does. And everybody's like, oh, you said it, you know, like, because it's like not, it's not proper to talk about the bomb, yeah, you yeah. know. Um, hmm. uh, where radiation causes people to turn into things. Um one of the main characters, the reason this movie is called The Bed Sitting Room, is that's what he's suffering from radi- radi- uh, mutation. He's turning into a bed sitting room. 
another person gets turned into a parrot because of radiation another person gets turned into a like a where you put your clothes in like that big um double doored yeah you know thing um eventually how the whole movie goes is this is big you run into all these like characters and uh they all end up inside the character who has become the bed sitting room as pieces of furniture or you know characters and stuff like this um and it's real bizarre, um, but real fun. Like, really, if you like British humor, it's mm. it's really good. Uh, but yeah, super super on the strange side. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. So yeah, so for weird and strange stuff, those were those were mine. I had a couple others that I was mm. that fit in it. Definitely, post apocalyptic films is a good place to find like weird movies too. Um, but yeah, so that's my number five. Uh, so number four, yeah. Okay, well, uh, my number four uh, kind of fits fairly well into the weird and strange category mm-hmm. of such things um and it's um yeah classic okay um very talked about um and it's so what it is mm-hmm. that to this day i've always really been into it but I still don't know if it actually is good or not. Okay. Um, it's a <laughs> seventies pick. Okay. And it's uh, from nineteen seventy four. Zardoz. Ah. Now this is an interesting one. Um, this one. This is one I thought of really early on, mm-hmm. and I didn't see it pop up barely at all on any list. I've seen. I saw it on like almost every list. Oh really? Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, that's interesting because I didn't see it. I, just, I, I, just, I saw it like I saw it once or twice I in about a dozen like, lists. I love apocalyptic films. Yeah, on Google. And oh it was yeah, like, on, like every list. Has oh, that's interesting. Online. I looked at about a dozen lists. I saw it only on one, and I started to doubt my mind. I'm like, is it a post office? Oh yeah. Or is it just? Is it? And I started to be like, is it just like a fantasy film? Like I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah. So, and I was like, mm, I'm gonna leave it by the wayside. And yeah. I was like, and knowing that you're a fan of it, I figured. Emmett will bring yeah, it up. I sure am, but <laughs> I still have no idea if yeah. it's good or not. This definitely qualifies as um, weird. Yeah, basically, uh, John Borman um, made it um, shortly after Deliverance. Mm-hmm. Um, the success of Deliverance basically gave him pretty much like the clout to basically make anything he wanted. So uh, he wasted so, it on Zardoz. So he took, adva- well, he took advantage of it <laughs> yeah. and made Zardoz. And never worked again. No. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, no. no, quite the contrary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and... Uh, yeah, when it came out, it was like people were just as confused then. Oh, as they are now, as they as they are now, in the sense of like there was a lot of like I, I, I think <laughs> what did this, I just see? I think this is a good movie. Yeah. And then other people being like, ah, it's I can see what they're trying to do, but it's not quite a good movie. Maybe a little on the arty side. And for me, I'm like, yeah, I'm like right in the middle of that, yeah. guys. Like I have no idea. Like I honestly still don't know yeah. if it's good or not. It it. It, it's one of those films where it's, it's like interesting. I'm not sure what I saw, yeah. but I know I liked it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like it's not boring. No, it's it's interesting. Uh, there's always something going on that just kind of makes you go like, "What yeah. is that?" Yeah. Like, and then like five minutes later, "What, what is, is that?" that yeah, now? like yeah. Uh, you know. I mean the the. Sean Connery in that the outfit that, that get up his is... whole character design because he has that outfit but then he also has like the braided like ponytail ponytail thing, yeah and going around with like this weird gun yeah and 
and like the giant floating head that yeah the spews, floating head the, which is Zardoz, spews assault which is rifles Zardoz. that's the Zardoz head and yeah. then like the you know the whole twist about like that this is all sort of been engineered yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and that you know the whole I mean I can't even get into it it's, yeah. there's really no point yeah, yeah. Uh, but. Um, I, I just remember like when I, back when I saw it, when I was younger, I was like, I pretty much had that reaction. And then later on I saw it, uh, like available, like pretty cheap on like DVD. Oh, nice. I was like, this is happening. (laughs) And then like, I looked at it and it was like, it has, John Borman did a commentary on it. And I was like, this is 10 times this is happening. What does the commentary tell you? Just hold on. <laughs> oh boy! So, because so, I saw that and I was just like, "Oh my god, this is going to be like the craziest thing ever." Because, you know, uh, he's just going to be like, "Yeah, uh, I don't know." Uh, is seventies drugs? A lot of drugs back then. Um, yeah, you know. And then, like, I listened to the commentary and he explains the whole movie completely rationally, oh. and you and you understand exactly what he's going for. And I was like, "Oh." It's almost a bit of a letdown. Yeah, you're like, like, oh, like you took the magic out of it. It's actually not as crazy as you might yeah. have thought, because it, there was actually thought behind all of the decisions. It's one of those things, like when left, it's like the way it's presented. When left to your own devices, yeah, you, you, you put it together in the most like awkward, bizarre yeah, yeah. way. But well, like, it's the like rea- as soon as you have a little bit of the information yeah. of the like the reality behind it, you're like. This all fits together too well. Well, it's kind of like how, like, like with like David Lynch stuff. Yeah, where yeah. people are like, "Oh, David Lynch is so weird and stuff like that." And it's like, he, he, David Lynch doesn't know what everything in his no, movies no. means he, because yeah. he works a lot from like dreams mm-hmm. and from inspiration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That just you know, and I mean, he probably knows more than we do as viewers. Yeah. But he doesn't well, know it. He has more thoughts. But on, he wouldn't be yeah. able to just walk us through it and explain yeah. what each thing means, even mm-hmm. if he wanted to. Yeah, he would never do that because that's not how he rolls. Yeah. But like, even if he wanted to, he couldn't do like a commentary and explain what everything means and why he did it. Because a lot of it is just pure inspiration oh. and, and like dream sort of dream inspiration. No one can explain the ending of Mulholland Drive, but not even David Lynch. But in Zardoz, literally. Yeah everything had a reason and had a conscious well, decision of why it was there and he was making specific points that he's able to explain on the commentary yeah. uh, by way of actually like saying it straight out mm. and explaining it so like if you see Zaros or if you have seen it and you're confused about it or you think like man that's just a crazy weird movie listen to the commentary yeah. and then you'll be like oh yeah, it, it does as you say kind of take a bit of the magic away in a way because if you wanted to just look at it as this crazy sort of time mm-hmm. capsule of a movie where you're just like ah oh, it's just a movie out of those crazy 70s yeah, yeah, yeah. then you know you so can what just happens watch when it. you when nobody says t- tells a director yeah. no you can watch it and view it that way but just yeah. but the fact remains that in fact everything was done well, consciously I mean, and there are reasons d- despite it being like an art piece gone awry like Zardoz does have, like, a beginning, a middle, an end. Yeah. Like, it's it's not... It's good. It's, well, visually, the characters and stuff are very out there. Yeah. Like, it's not just nonsense but for But it's a very well-made like, production. It's, yeah. like, very visually... It, it looks... It still looks you know, decent. Um, like, it's very visually accomplished. Yeah. It's, it has, you know, a good cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can argue as to how much they might be wasted or not given well yeah but you know that's but that's debatable but i mean like it's just a really interesting Mm -hmm. uh movie and uh 
I think that it does it it skirts the line a little bit in terms of like not really being a true post-apocalyptic movie because uh, a large portion of the plot takes place doesn't really take place in the sort of post-apocalyptic kind of aspect of the it it takes place in a enough of it I think that and certainly the influence that it has on what you see is is relevant um and I mean, it starts and ends with the most of the yeah, aspects, yeah. so yeah. I think that that's a good enough. That is definitely like one of those tricky things in a film, like where like parts of this are like when it's a post-apocalyptic yeah, film, we'll that. but then civilization is compact. It's post-post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Is, is that its own genre now? You know? <laughs> well, it's. I mean, I've left a movie off that is very technically a post-apocalyptic yeah. film. So I. Because multiples actually, yeah. Because it is also clearly about. a post post apocalypse. Yeah, that's sort of yeah. what I was talking about yeah. at the beginning. So that's my fourth. Yeah. Sorry, Ross. Oh, awesome. Nineteen seventy four. Excellent. Yeah. Um, also, be quick. Uh, my number four is my guilty pleasure post apocalypse. Waterworld. Yeah. Well, that's fair. I guess yeah. fair. I don't really believe in guilty pleasures. Well, but I think either you like. I use that. You don't. I use no, no, that no, term no, in I'm, the. I'm not saying yeah, you shouldn't. Yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah. saying the reason I don't say that. Yeah. Is because I consider it as it's a, you either like something or you don't. It, you shouldn't. I use guilty. it. I use it as more of, of as a term to. Uh, it's a, it's an easy descriptor of uh, of a type of movie. I like this film in spite of itself. Kind yeah, of yeah, thing, yeah. You no, know, that's fine. Um, no, no, I'm not saying there's anything yeah. wrong with using that. <laughs> yeah, that's a description that is very well understood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's an easy way to communicate some an idea. I'm just saying I personally don't use it because yeah. of the fact that I believe that if you like something, you like it. Yeah, don't yeah. Don't, don't feel guilty about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, well, that's one of those but, like, like, in how you feel inside yeah. versus how you're pressured to feel from that's outside. Totally just like you a know, semantic exactly. thing. Like, yeah, yeah. saying guilty pleasure is just an easy way to convey. It's yeah. a quick way to convey an idea because yeah. everyone knows what that means. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, no, I mean, I mean I'm fine with that in that, in that sense. So yeah, Waterworld. That's my yeah. '90s pick. We we talked yeah. about it. it. Was your number five? Full, uh, full yeah. show. I I yeah. It's probably yeah. Is by far of all the post-apocalyptic films. Yeah. It's the one I've seen the most. Okay. Like, just, like I said, like, I've seen chunks of that movie on TV or watched the whole thing in full just by, like, it was on. I just watched it. It's, you All know. Right. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. So, my number four. All right. Roll. My number three. Okay. Is a fairly recent one. Okay. Uh, and it's the most recent one that I've watched. Oh, all right. Although it's not the most recent film on my list oh okay but it is the most it's still a recent film. it's the most recent one it's recent and it's the most recent one that i've watched because i didn't watch it until very recently okay gotcha um but uh i thought that given um the interesting concept and the fact that it was has gotten a very very high praise uh from most quarters um i thought that it was only fair to uh, give it a shot. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was... It got to number three on your I list, was quite so that's imp- good. Yeah. Well, I was quite impressed as, as much as anyone else. And um, it's, uh, I guess, depending on how you go by the release, like, worldwide or, like, American release. Okay. 2012 or 2013. Okay. It's uh, Snowpiercer. Ah, yes. It's, um... That's super good movie. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, pretty impressed. Um, again... I mean, arguably, there's you could kind of argue against like it really being fair to include it because it's not really about 
like people aren't out in the post-apocalyptic world trying to survive and Mm -hmm. you know find build shelter and build you know new things they almost follow that post post yeah like it's but on a tiny scale manufactured environment that is Mm -hmm. the environment that people are living in but you know it is obviously very much technically post-apocalyptic you do see the outside world and everything is destroyed and so on and so forth um and again, we get something a little different than the typical thing because it's the the frozen yeah. sort of iced over world. So yeah. you know, it's different from it's not water world, but it's not like a desert world. It's it's mm-hmm. ice world. Um, it's a little bit like what um, you know. It's 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 like what if like day after tomorrow kind of stuck and it yeah, was yeah. like that affected the whole world, and then it was like something day, that just day after came, tomorrow, post fifty years on, or whatever. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, um, but yeah, I just think like the story was really in- cool. Yeah. Um, it was just very, uh, well made, mm. obviously very well made. The effects were all really good. The design of everything was really good. The action is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's really well staged action. Yeah. Uh, especially given the confines that they're Lots working in. Lots of close... I mean, uh, everything, everything takes is, place inside a train. So it's While it's a big train, it is still just a train. Yeah. yeah. It's very long, but yeah. it's still relatively it's narrow. Small. Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a pretty much normal train yeah. like width, but yeah. it's just like very, very long. Um, the And uh, the acting and everything was amazing. Great cast. Yeah. Um, great performances. Chris like, Evans, like that's John probably, Hurt, probably Ed the, Harris. It's probably the thing that really kind yeah. of puts it... Um, Tilda Swinton. Is it Tilda Swinton? There, there's a lot of oh, right? like the her character is yeah like well very specific yeah uh, choices yeah she um, yeah very good yeah, very I mean good. there's and there's and the thing is is because it was lots of novel ideas in this yeah like you know. just novel ideas really great like um, you know being able to have all the different kind of design like mm. things of all the different like car train yeah. cars that they travel through and how they each kind of have their own oh, yeah, of, yeah. you know thing of like what they are mm-hmm. you know there's from the, the slums at the back of the train to yeah and then there's know. like the part with like the weird like classroom with the yeah. kids and then yeah. there's like you know like the sort of like spa and the yeah, sort yeah, of, yeah there know, was like it was like a nightclub spa nightclub, kind of yeah, thing. yeah there's yeah, like yeah. the rave nightclub yeah, yeah, thing yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know there's like it's, all these different well it's a it's it's already a, actually a quite a long movie yeah um it is like I almost would like, but there was. I'm sure there was so much more to show. Yeah. Like, like from what the how they talked about that train. Now I was a case, a case of like, um, well, there was a lot of like because um, the I guess like the Weinstein company yeah bought the rights for like the American release yeah. and they wanted to put like they were concerned that it wasn't going to have like the mass appeal yeah and yeah. they wanted to cut like twenty to thirty minutes from it no and yeah. put like voiceovers on it and stuff to explain things and like. <sighs> And it was just like whoa, and so like the 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 debate raged on until finally sort of the compromise. That well, that's was, why there was that weird release. The compromise that was come it, to yeah. was basically that they would release it uncut, but they weren't going to basically wide release it. Yeah. So yeah. it got basically extremely minimal release, yeah. which completely undercut any chance yeah. that it had. Well, you it, know, uh, I think so like people were kind of founded what, on you know. Well, the because it home releases. Well, such. that was the thing. It. Um. It made it to streaming very quickly, like streaming services and the ability to watch it. 
yeah. know, outside. I mean, um, it, it probably turned out okay because w- worldwide it yeah. still made decent amount, mm-hmm. um, and it's probably done okay on you know secondary markets. So I mean, it, it kind of worked out in the end, but it's just unfortunate because like I know that there was a lot of because of how much acclaim it got. Yeah, there was a lot of feeling of like, well, you know. Yeah, good stuff sometimes still fails in the theater because of bad marketing oh, yeah. and oh, stuff yeah. like that. But if they had made a more of an effort to like market and put it and give it a better release and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it's quite possible that it could have done better. Well, this is it's know? definitely one of those movies where like because of like development time, then the weird release delay and yeah. stuff like it's a, one of those movies where I'm like I remember seeing like I saw the trailer for this yeah. or or like in, in not necessarily the trailer but even just information about it and yeah. stuff so long before and then like when then the trailer came out and it was like that's okay that's not the american release trailer yeah so it's and it's ha- like another year later yeah or and more, well, i think even. i mean uh just by case of how i saw it i saw it like nine months before it ever hit the american theater yeah. i i actually had thought it had come and gone as a complete yeah. bomb in the theater because it had been so long yeah. and it turned out like oh no only had like overseas distribution that literally wasn't out yet and I was in, in, in like in like Canada States and I was just like oh oh that's weird yeah. and then like and then it was on Netflix yeah. and then like immediately it was on Netflix I was like oh, oh alright I don't care so I watched it again yeah, it, was, um, it was really good yeah um, no it was super good yeah so uh, uh, lots of great like small concepts like like well thought out yeah. small concepts yeah. to like you think about like you have to build a world yeah and then you have to confine it in a train yeah and they did it they did yeah. it like it's a kind of thing where like i almost feel like where's the book this had to have been based off of a big a, thick book it was a graphic novel it was a graphic right? novel a but, french graphic yeah yeah, yeah. Novel. um I, like a relatively obscure one yeah. from what i am yeah. from what i understand um apparently french graphic novels sometimes make really they're movies. developing a uh a series yes yeah so i heard about that yeah. whether that's any worth a damn yeah. or not knows, but we'll see i mean certainly as a movie i thought it was great yeah. um yeah i was really impressed mm. so the uh i think uh, the what the the hand motion what that yeah. reveals to be at the end yeah is that was real good yes absolutely <laughs> yeah. so um yeah no that's a good pick so yeah like i would say like with Waterworld and zardoz i kind of put those the bottom two because they to me, they're like sort of like flawed, kind of semi classics, but mm. kind of flawed. And then like Snowpiercer is just like a great movie, but it's so recent, especially my viewing of it, yeah. that I can't really put it higher because it's like it's not really a true classic. Uh, whereas like my top, my yeah. two, like two on the other side, mm-hmm. uh, you know, fall more into that true classic yeah, era yeah. or like area. So I kind of had to, you know. So I figured putting Snowpiercer kind of right in the middle was a good spot for it. Oh, so. Good. Nice. Yeah. Number three. All right. So... What's your number three? My number three. My number three is my, in the sense of the word, my classic post-apocalyptic film. Okay. From 1981. Escape from New York. Okay. Yeah. Mr. Snake Plissken. The only... Th- the, um, I have that on, like, my other yeah. list because the only problem with that is it's technically not post-apocalyptic. I... It's, it's, it's dystopian and it's, yeah. like, well, things have kind of gone to crap kind of thing. That's... But there's still a functioning society. There's still a government. There's yeah, still... Yeah. It's still um, a, a, an extension of, of you know, yeah. I, I look at it as a... 
Um, there hasn't been any it's, catastrophe that's like it's wrecked things like, or um, it's like micro micro post apocalyptic yeah. where it's like yeah. imagine if the post I, imagine if the apocalypse happened only in one city. Yeah, I mean, I, know? Re- I read an article that kind of uh, pointed out that even though. It's well, because we have no idea about, I mean, like a lot of post-apocalypse films, where yeah. you, generally you're shown something and you don't have any, yeah, yeah. you don't have much knowledge of the state of the rest of the world. Yeah. This one specifically tells you, like, no, this is just a here problem yeah, kind yeah. of thing. So, yeah. so, like, I read an article, for example, that actually quite pointed out that, like, they used uh, this film on their list. Yeah. But they admitted in the article yeah. that it's not technically actually yeah. post-apocalyptic. Yeah. I absolutely could be. But that when you watch that. it, yeah. it feels, feels like post-apocalyptic. It because yeah. you have all of the usual. It's basically like, like nothing. There's no society's broken down. Nothing your, works. Yeah, it's your you know, it's, it's your post-apocalyptic <laughs> like desert world. Yeah. But in an urban setting. So it's setting. Yeah. It's basically the city. Yeah. But it's it's all the city, but it yeah. completely feels it's, as if it's post-apocalyptic. It, it touches on so because most me being you know yeah. a bit pedantic about these yeah. things as I tend to be, I couldn't fairly include and, it. And I, I 100 percent agree it's not actually with post-punk. yeah, but yeah, it, um, it does feel like one in I many ways. I also um, appreciate very much the being that they set it in a city. Yeah, most again, like you said, most possible films happen in wastelands. Yeah, they happen away from society. They well, happen, they made the city the wasteland. Well, that's the thing, <laughs> and it's like. It's pretty neat. That is where I think mo- the more interesting, like some real interesting post-apocalyptic stories can be told. Yeah. But due to cost and ability to like, yeah. you can't just wreck a city to film it. Yeah. I mean, nowadays you just CG up a wrecked city, yeah. but still nobody does that. Yeah. You don't have that. Like it, they all just go like, no, everything's a desert in the future. And you're like, but what about the huge cities full well, of people? I think, like, what are they like? Well, I think and they just the, in the eighties and stuff like that. I mean, it was all based off that. I, well, the fear of the bomb be, and yeah, yeah, it would just be like yeah. nuclear wasteland, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and uh, but um, the behavior of this movie is in the spirit of post-apocalyptic, yeah. um, and it's just a great like action adventure movie. Um, but I think also another big difference too, though. I think that. Not not to yeah. not to like crap on your choice or like no, no, play no. too much of devil's advocate. I think another important distinction though is that the the rest of the world is still out there. Yeah, so but it's like we have no idea it, what it's about. But yeah. if you but but the whole thing is that he's going in, he's to do, do a mission, mission and yeah. then get, get back out. Yeah. So like if you get back out, he's visiting the apocalypse. Yeah, it's like you're visiting. <laughs> the apocalypse. If you get back out, the rest the of the world is still fun. there. Yeah. You can go right back to your yeah. life that you had. Whereas, like, in a true post-Galactic film, there's nowhere to really to go. Yeah. This is what the world is now, mm-hmm. and you have to learn to get by in it. Yeah. It's you not, can't escape from yeah, the post-apocalyptic the, world yeah. um, in the way that you can yeah. in this. Post-apocalyptic right? island, yeah. But, it's, I mean, they, they touch on a little bit more in the, yeah. the sequel, because, yeah. like, it turns out, oh, also, like, California also sucks. Um, yeah, but, but that happens later. That's so much later, yeah. That, yeah. The, the, like, the events... By having make, that huge gap... Yeah, they, well, it gave them time to, like, also... For all kinds of other More disasters have happened. happened. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the world is now a little more post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Um, yeah, which... But, again, I think that's an interesting concept of, like... Barring, like, say you lived on the moon, mm-hmm. apocalypse happened on Earth, you come from the moon down, yeah. which visit, <laughs> visit the apocalypse, yeah, which sure. is again, like, that's clever. That's a concept which uh, I just actually earlier this year played a video game that 
that is more or less the concept. Yeah, like yeah. it's thousands of years well, after the apocalypse. John Varley's Steel Beach. The Steel Beach, yes. That, that I, was, book I was also going to. Is yeah. literally basically that, like that exactly, aliens yeah. come and invade and basically destroy human Earth. civilization yeah. on Earth. So we escape, you know, mm-hmm. what's left escapes to the moon yeah. and has like a colony there that basically just lives out their time. Yeah. And it's like the Earth is just kind of lost. It's yeah. just kind of like, well, I guess it's, 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 it's gone. Yeah. yeah. Can't really do anything yeah. about it. Right. Um, but it's but, like, yeah, but there's, I mean, there's no way to reclaim it. There's but at no... the same time, it's not really post No, that's definitely because, not. No. I mean, their technology level is ridiculous, mm-hmm. and you know, blah blah. Well, they're, they're people are thriving just fine, fine. on the moon, but, yeah. but the earth is basically lost. Yeah. So, in that, uh, it's a similar sort it's of thing. situation. You yeah, could, yeah. you could go and visit the, the apocalypse if you wanted, but you know, why would you want to? Yeah. Forget Disneyland this year, I'm visiting yeah. the apocalypse. Um, yeah, but yeah, no. for sure. I mean, I, I, I don't yeah. want to sound like I'm being too harsh on no, it. Because no, and, and I, and all of these, it's just I consider all I of this stuff, yeah, when it's putting just the way I feel about being very particular about these things, but it's a great film, yeah. Uh, Escape from New York. I'm glad you at least you said that one and not the sequel because. <laughs> well, look, there was a brief moment <laughs> in history, yeah, in my personal history, oh, where I liked Escape from LA more than Escape from New York. Yeah. And then I rewatched Escape from New York yeah. and realized I had forgotten how good Escape from New York was yeah. and how bad Escape from LA is. Well, it's just. Or, or how, how lesser of a yeah. movie it is. And, and they're very representative of their respective eras. Well, and, you know, Escape from LA is very, like, ni- mid 90s, you know, glitz and glamour, yeah, yeah. CG, and just. But not good CG, well, obviously. It's, the and, problem is, is it's a. It's, it's like. It's cheap nineties. It's yeah. like trinket nineties, yeah. you know. Whereas in the eighties, they knew how to make cheap. Cheap. They can well, make cheap and make it well, cool. That's the thing is, like, Escape from New York has. I mean, obviously, just watching it, like, they did not have a crap ton of money to spend Ooh, on that film. John Carpenter worked with what he had, yeah, but he used it wisely. Yeah. Versus Escape from L.A., they clearly had a crap well, ton. Over ambitious. Yeah, they clearly had a crap ton of money. They had no idea what to do with it, and just produced. Just like you said, just cheapness. It was over so, ambitious. Yeah, um, and right. it's it doesn't have the gritty feel like of of Escape from like yeah, yeah. Um, Escape from New York has it's very um, colorful color. Yeah, it's very um, that survival aspect of like living in a in like in a place that no longer functions is really well done in Escape, and it's um, it's because of the nature of Snake Plissken and his mission and stuff like that. It's I feel it's touched on a little more than. The survival aspect in a lot of post-apocalyptic films, it's sort of like... And also the we've, fact We've that solved he, it a bit. Like, yes, there's no society, but, like, getting food isn't that well, much of a problem. And also the, the fact you know. that he's... He knows virtually... Like, he's obviously very capable. Right? Yeah. He's like Snake Blissey. Yeah, he's exactly. like one of the world's yeah. biggest badasses. Yeah. But he doesn't really know very much about... Oh, that's a thing. Like, the world, quote-unquote, that he's being dropped into. Yeah. No. Um, so his ignorance of of the situation where, where most yeah. poc- it would be like a post apocalyptic movie. You slept through the apocalypse. Well, yeah, like, <laughs> like, like, like say somebody was like in in like you know hibernation or something, yeah. in animation, and then they were like woken up yeah. after after it's happened, yeah. and they're finding their way through this world like yeah. without really knowing anything about it. 
Whereas, like, most of the start of The Walking Dead. Like, whereas, the main character wakes yeah. up out of a coma and there's zombies everywhere. Whereas, like, most post-apocalyptic <laughs> films, obviously, it's, like, it's a number of years later. Yeah. Usually, it's, like, people have lived through those mm-hmm. last years and stuff. So, there's, there's, there's always something about, like, they remember, like, even if they were, like, a kid, maybe, they have some sort of memory of, like, yeah. the time before. And then, like, there is kids... And yeah, yeah, in the usually in the story, and like they don't remember it, so there's yeah, this yeah. whole weird vibe. It, it's there. Sort of like it's the um, they're often like the following generation yeah. or more. Like yeah, it's so, very rarely like immediate. Yeah, you know. So so like the fact that um, he's coming, so he he's coming into it with like knowing nothing about this yeah. world, so to speak, right? Yeah, the, the, the city, and he has to kind of get like acclimatized to it and mm-hmm. like make his way through it. You know, with no sort of preparation, yeah. really, uh, and just his own wits and and yeah. his own, you know, snake bliskinness. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, that's cool. Yep, no, it's right. a great film. I yep. mean, I'm not not denigrating. The film no, 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 at no. All, no, like I said, classic. I can I, I considered it's all of that really, stuff when when yeah. putting it down. Yeah. Right. So now my my number three, Escape from New York. Okay. So your number two. My number two. My number two is a uh, very classic film. Okay. Um, one of my favorites, um, was mentioned on a, uh, decade-based top five as a runner-up or, 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 um, honorable mention, because I already had another film, it's it's from six, it's a 60s pick. Okay. I already had another film from then, well, it was the 60s top five. Oh, okay. I already had, I already had a film from the same year. Oh, right. In... That was also science fiction. Mm. That is like a little bit higher on the scale, so I didn't really want to include. What, both. what was that film? Two thousand one. Oh, Space Odyssey, uh, course, which yeah. is like my number one of the sixties because yeah, that's yeah. one of my favorite films of all time. But this one is still like a really big favorite. It's up there, and it's uh, Planet of the Apes. Yeah, the see, original. For interesting reasons, so, so to say, I I would say not really post-apocalyptic. It's a hundred percent post-apocalyptic. It couldn't be more. What's the apocalypse? Whatever happened in the past that destroyed but, human civilization. But we don't know it was apocalypse. We don't know it was a catastrophe. We don't. Well, all we know is that there are no more humans. Well, no, there are humans. Well, no, what reduced, I mean is like they're no longer they're no longer the reigning state. society. We yeah. don't know that there was a catastrophe that ruined them or anything like that. Well, no, there definitely was because they there are ruins and there are. There's like, well, I guess that's true. Ruins yeah, okay. from human no. c- civilization, and no. and it's strongly implied that it was probably some sort of like, war, like a nuclear war or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Because he says yeah. at the end, he says, you know, you finally did, you done? blew it all up. Well, right? it's Statue of Liberty in the yeah, in the, all that yeah, stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. It's definitely most popular. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's uh, I guess it for me it like falls into the like absolutely fine, like it's clearly yeah. post-apocalyptic film. Um, uh, it's. Because the apes have a society, it's almost a post-post-apocalyptic. Yeah, but their society isn't like, even equal to what ours is now. No, no, like, no. It, their it's society clearly, is still primitive. No, it's clearly like a just, medieval society. Yeah. yeah, yeah. With guns. Yeah. <laughs> and again, this is an interesting case. This involves people visiting a post-apocalyptic because your That's main true. characters are from. That's true. Your main <laughs> I mean, character I mean, is. Well, but, actually, but they're all more the like, other humans. They're returning home yeah. to find out the apocalypse happened. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but but I still think it's valid because the technology and stuff doesn't really. Oh well, play it's into it is. It. I mean, it's clearly they, a post. They crash you know, land their ship. Yeah. It's not like it's a post civilization really film. Have any gadgets yeah. to use yeah. or anything like that, right? I mean, by the end of the movie, he himself is like in. 
loincloth well, yeah, yeah, horse, exactly, you know, yeah, like yeah. there's no real, you know, so it's, yeah. it's true post-apocalyptic in that sense. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, uh, and then in the second movie, they just go ahead and destroy the entire world. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They and just, then after they, that, it's like, well, I guess that series is over. Yeah. And then, like, oh, wait, time travel. Oh, time travel, yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> series restarted. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, of course, I mean, there's the new films have yeah. a post-apocalyptic element, too, because, yeah. you know, the first one sort of sets up this, like, plague that kind of brings down... Yeah. Uh, human society to a degree. Well, and they then, use that as the catalyst for yeah, the and plot then, of and the, then the, yeah. se- the, the. And then the other two are kind of after everything has started to fall apart. Yeah. Um, and I mean, certainly those those would be those are great films too, and they're they're they would be valid. But I just you know this is sort of the classic one, mm-hmm. so I figure you know I'm not going to include those and not yeah. include the original. I, I definitely the original like is the original. Like the original, Planet of the Apes holds up. Uh, maybe not. I mean, you know, considering the time period it came out, you know, yeah, special yeah. effects being what it is and all that. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, but uh, as a story and a, a movie, uh, yeah. holds up more with like the more recent stuff yeah, than yeah. like any of the intervening films. Oh yeah, there. definitely. Oh, God, the sequels are <laughs> yeah, they're okay, but yeah, they yeah. are what they are. They're sort yeah. of seventies yeah. like you know cheese. Yeah, but the original film is great. Yeah, um, written by uh, Rod Serling. Yes, the, uh, yep. the, uh, the creator of Twilight Zone. Well. The script was by him. Obviously, it's based. I mean, it's based on a pre-existing novel. Novel, but. yeah, yeah. But but it, you know, like fair enough done by Rod Sterling because it's a Twilight Zoney premise. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's it is very yeah. much uh, and treated that way. Um, but yeah, it's just it and it's got that really classic, uh, very uh, um, groundbreaking experimental film, um, music score from yes. Jerry Goldsmith, uh, where basically he was pretty much just allowed to stretch out and do a lot of weird stuff that was unconventional yeah. uh, which was really cool um, and it yeah, fits it's just great, it's in a great movie that film. is about basically a post-apocalyptic civilization that doesn't involve human beings as the reigning yeah which is like, I mean the one thing that's having kind of music and stuff weird. that doesn't necessarily fit yeah what we would think point, of as actually. music is like well what do apes like to listen yeah. to? You know, like, you know, they're not, I mean, I get this predates it, obviously, yeah. but like, it wasn't real convenient that like, the song the Ewoks sing at the end of Return of the Jedi is like, clearly like a yeah. sound, like music that humans would like, yeah. you know? I mean, again, Star Wars is more fantasy than anything, but, yeah. no, you know, whatever, uh, it's fine. but, uh, you know, like, what kind of music do apes like? Yeah, I mean, you know, I probably really nothing that humans would enjoy. You know? I hadn't really and again, thought of it. In and that these context. are elevated apes too. Yeah. You know, like I hadn't really they're... thought of it in that context. I'm not even sure if that's what oh no going no for, no. But that's a really interesting idea. Yeah. Um, and uh, the the this movie uh, like Planet of the Apes also like does a great job of like you can be somewhere that kind of has stuff like more or less figured out. But if you're an outsider, it doesn't really ma- like survival is still yeah like he he has to live like it's still post apocalyptic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't get well, to that's benefit what I was trying, from I was trying you to know, say, yeah. like it's like, not like he had a bunch no. of futures and gadgets. Yeah, exactly. Like, like he didn't get to bring a bunch of fancy yeah. stuff with him from yeah. where when, when when he came back. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. Uh, cool. But uh, yeah, no Planet of the Yeah, that first movie. That first yeah. movie's real good. Had to go with that. Yeah. It's a classic. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So your two. My two. Uh, my two is <laughs> my two is the my 
my personal best apocalypse film, even though it's my two. <laughs> It'll make sense. Views. <laughs> It'll make sense. Okay. Um, what is it? Uh, this is from 2010. Yeah. Got my boy Denzel in it. This Book of Eli. Oh God. I know you're not a big fan of Book of Eli. It's very disappointing. Yeah, I love Book of Eli, um, and we've talked about it before. We it, on it's come up on the podcast in Indeed. various other things, um, so we we don't the have end to. End is so bad. I I am a little I I definitely was a little disappointed by the end. Yeah. Um, it uh it was a combination of both. Like to jump right to that, it was a combination of both. Um, it was a little too neat and tidy. Uh, and it didn't meet where I thought they were going with the entire rest of the film. Um, yeah. Which, which... Be, it feels it, like it's it, out of nowhere. It, it felt like it was rewritten, yeah. is the problem. But the whole... I really enjoyed so much of the whole rest of the it film. Felt like it was I out, liked the setting yeah. and the like the plot it concepts. Felt, it felt like it was out of nowhere, and it was something that they did just because like they wanted to do something... That was like a twist, but yeah. also like something that was more like it's 2010 twists are in something that was more grand <laughs> and important. Th- that's yeah, than yeah. just ending it. It was you know? yeah. It's like they felt they had to do something mm-hmm. like really like special or like and, extraordinary. And, and it's with not the even, end. And it's, and like, it's no, not you even don't. so much just, like just wrap it up. The concept of what they did doesn't bother me so much. Like. If they had alluded yeah. to that, yeah. but never right. shown it, yeah, yeah. it would have been fine. Yeah. But it was just it too. Feel like they did. It was just too like. Oh wait, really? Yeah. All right. No, well. Wasn't. Yeah. Uh, but like, and th- this is another one of those like post-apocalyptic setting. Mm. Clearly a western. Yeah. You know, like the 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 how people dress the whole setup of this like ruined society I is think very that it's West. fair it's um, still fair to class it as post apocalyptic I mean it I think it has all it hits all the tropes oh yeah I mean clearly I mean it's right? post you know um, everything's wars and no, whatever you know, yeah 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 there's no um, advanced technology everything's yeah. ruined it's, society it's, has well, it, had to rebuild to something you no. know. And it's a good case of what we were talking about before. Of, there's the, it's the also weird, there's the weird old cannibal couple. Oh, the weird old cannibal couple with uh, uh, what's his name? Um, it's Michael Gambon. Michael Gambon. Yeah, thank you. I think it was. Yes, it was. Know, it's been a long time. Yeah, since it's Michael Gambon. But I think it was. Um, yeah. And yeah, we get to get the shakes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I mean, there were certainly some good elements. Um, visually, it was quite nice for the mm-hmm. most part. The Hughes brothers are generally yeah. good on the visual side of things. Um, I just think it's a similar sort of cases with From Hell, which they also did, um, where I just feel that their reach, um, they, their reach is, is a little further out, than their capability, further than their grasp. Um, they they just I didn't yeah, well, I'm also like big fan of From Hell. Yeah. Like I really uh, liked From um, Hell. Another a Dead Presidents. Dead another, Presidents also another yeah. one of their films. Yeah. All of their films are like good, or they have something about them that's really good. Yeah. And are usually very good visually and and well sort of crafted uh, in terms of their presentation, but they all kind of have this common thing of just kind of falling a bit short from really uh, doing their being a little bit more ambitious than what you feel like they can really yeah. effectively execute, um, which is unfortunate. It's just a weird thing. Well, it's like. It is it's it like is. the ending is definitely an example of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I love I love the character interactions between uh, the the sort of the head of the town. Um, 
I am just drawing a blank on names. Uh, um, I don't know the character, but it was um, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman, it? thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um, and and Denzel Washington, and it definitely uh, as I as I was saying, it it falls in that category of uh, it's been a time because like um, the female le- uh, lead, Mila uh, Kunis, Mila Kunis, like she's late, supposed to be like late teens in it or something like that, Probably, and yeah. like. This is all post. Yeah, like, yeah. She, 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 she was born after it. Like it has yeah, been, yeah. A, you Probably know, like thirty um, years or something. Yeah, like Denzel's character, like old people, like remember, yeah. like people in there, like Denzel's like fifties and you know yeah, remember yeah. it and stuff like that. And um, there, yeah, it's cool, man. I know, uh, I know a lot of people like it. Yeah, um, most uh, most other people I know like it, including you. Yeah, I just it's I, um, it, it, it just it just didn't quite gel. It didn't sit with you. It didn't yeah. gel for me. Um. Yeah. No. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, it definitely has that, um, and I guess this leans a bit on towards that, uh, the Western side of it has a bit of that Mad Max feeling where lots, I mean, it starts off in a, uh, a forest, like a, like a clearly like wooded area, which is not something you usually see in post-apocalyptics, but does quickly move to like a lot of desert, a lot of sand, mm. um, you know, your typical, um, car chase on a, just big stretch of road in nowhere. I mean, you know, thank goodness we have places like Nevada and stuff like that where they can film this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's it's real. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's one I've seen. I mean, it's a fair, it's my most recent selection on my list. Um, and I yeah, I've seen it quite a few times. Um, big part of it, is bit like you know, I'm such a fan of Denzel. Um, I I really yeah, like, I, well, really, I really like Bunky yeah. He's one of those actors like we've talked about before, like people like Michael Caine and stuff like yeah. that, where even when he's in a bad movie, he's always good. Yeah. Like at least there's that one element that's good. Yeah. If nothing else, he, he bring he brings it. You yeah. know, you're never just like, oh man, he was terrible in that. <laughs> like that does not happen. No, no. That does not happen. <laughs> From that time, but you can say Remember that time Michael Caine was no. That but time Michael Caine was did great in a bad film. Yeah, yeah that happened. Yeah, yeah. But not that time Michael but, Caine was it's bad. The same thing with Denzel. Denzel is what yeah, I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Because there are definitely times where you're just like, wow, that was not a good movie. But Denzel was, was great, good. yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah, you know, both of those things um, happen. It's been a little, uh, a little, uh, I would say a little, maybe a little pickier lately. Like, definitely his track record for like, oh no, great, not, like great films has he hasn't been made very many no, bad no. ones, but he's definitely made some bad ones. Yeah. Um, uh, a part of that is he does seem to like to appear in remakes of older <laughs> films and those are a lot of remakes re- and those but, are very hit and miss yeah usually you know. they're decent at least yeah, yeah. you know but, uh, well, what was the one that uh, we did the original uh, taking of oh, uh, oh, Pelham oh, 1, 2, 3 or, no, no um, uh, uh, Manchurian Candidate Manchurian Candidate he also right. did the remake of taking of Pelham 1, 2, yeah, 3 yeah. But... I haven't seen the Manchurian Candidate remake but the, the yeah. remake of taking Pelham 1, 2, 3 is definitely not as good as the original it's, yeah, that's with, a case of with, like yeah Fat Denzel. Yeah. Fat <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so my number two is The Book of Eli. Cool. All right. So your number one. My number one. Uh, my number one is a tie. Oh. Uh, for a very specific reason because okay. the, uh, two, the two movies in question are very um, intimately. Okay. I'm making a. Okay, he's touching his fingertips. Uh, for those in the for those listening <laughs> to the audio podcast, Emmett's touching the tips of his fingers very together. Intimately connected. <laughs> Um, but I really couldn't possibly choose between them because uh, one is like very recent 
and clearly like amazing and great. Yeah. But the other is very classic and sort of nostalgic. Ah. Huh. Uh, and it's um, from 1981, uh, Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior, and from 2015, Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. Because they're literally wow. basically I the same movie, essentially, but yeah. you know, one is like old and classic and mm. nostalgic and kind of started everything, and the other is like, well, what it is. Yeah. And it's definitely like, I think the, I think probably the biggest difference between the two is Fury Road is clearly 100% post-apocalypse, where yeah. Mad Max, the original Mad Max, is yeah. like sort of it's well, during apocalypse. Like, uh, no, things are sort of that's falling the apart. first movie. Oh, you're talking about. I'm thinking. You're right. The Road yeah. War. I'm Mad thinking Max of the Road War, which is okay. also Mad called Max the Road War. Yeah, yeah. Is after the apocalypse has that's happened. Right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so, I always still, get the names of those mixed up. Yeah, 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 but they're still like driving cars, driving cars and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Well, because because in, in the first one, yeah, gasoline. Yeah, well, because in the first movie, like he's a he's still part of law enforcement. Yeah, yeah. Like they're still cities. clearly yeah, yeah. In the first things movie, are there's only it's more like um, the sort of Escape from New York type of thing, where yeah, it's just yeah. like like crime is terrible and yeah. like things are kind of crumbling and and mm. and getting crappy, but. It's not post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Nothing's actually no. happened it, yet. It is the predecessor, definitely, to um, how the Road Warrior is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, are, there are mentions um, throughout the first movie. There's occasional mentions on, like, you know, like like the news, the news or something. That, like, something is going down yeah. somewhere, but they're not really they, too sure. I think they, they mentioned there's, like, nuclear bomb or something. Like, some kind of... It's like, like something some kind of, is yeah. kind of just starting, but, yeah. but, like, it's the... Just barely, just, yeah. And it's it's the story is really all like a personal story, yeah, absolutely, uh, like a revenge story. Um, but yeah, but this, definitely, yeah. The Road second Warrior film and, and is Mad Max Two World yeah, War, yeah. and that's very much yeah. post-apocalyptic, and really basically set the whole yeah. like framework for the genre in oh, terms yeah. of like oh, the yeah. tropes as we know them. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's pretty much your most basic. Like the rest, it coming out in eighty one. Yeah. Basically, the entire rest of the '80s was just yeah, attempt filled, to emulate that, filled yeah. with Mad Max yeah. ripoffs, yeah. Road Warrior rip, 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 ripoffs. I uh, and I, then on the flip side of that, you have Fury Road, Road, which is like the most recent you know, incarnation, the most of recent that. incarnation, and it's mm. you know George Miller who did the original films returning, brilliant, you know, after yeah. like 30 years and making a new film and showing all these young whippersnappers how it's done yeah. because it certainly does not skimp on the action or the spectacle or the Anything. Awesomeness. <laughs> I mean, it would be unquestionably number one as it was number one of that year yeah. that it came out and when we talked about that year. But I just felt that for like, I had to kind of give credit to Road no, Warrior for, for being, for starting it, you know? Uh, I specifically left Fury Road mm-hmm. off my list mm-hmm. um, because... You changed your mind. You're like, eh, mm-hmm. eh, it wasn't very good. That guy, that, first off, yeah. uh, what? No. Um, I, I feel th- two things. One, it is, um, it's too good. It's, <laughs> it's like the zero on the list okay. in a way. Right. Uh, in a way when you talk about like space opera movies, yeah. well, duh, Star Wars is number one. Right. Uh, also I felt that like on multiple podcasts, we have talked a lot yeah. about, so I was like, well, I can sub in another movie that I, I don't think is really good. I wasn't necessarily planning that <laughs> no. we had to talk a lot no, about I, it. No. I was just saying yeah. that's clearly it has no, to be number one. Yeah. But uh, but at the same time, I really felt I had to give it is credit. The, it is like 
uh, like, despite post-apocalyptic movies definitely coming out beforehand, yeah. it is the progenitor of the, like, we think of as the modern yeah. post-apocalyptic. I, I, yeah, I felt like... Or, I mean, it, I mean in reference to Mad Max 2. Yeah. yeah, and I felt like I really had to include it because... for Not Thunderdome, huh? <laughs> I mean, Thunderdome's Thunder okay. entertaining. It's but... probably better than a lot of the rip-offs yeah. and stuff. But it's clearly a case like, of, like, definitely this least... is what happens when... It's the least yeah. of the of the series, for yeah. sure. Um, it's it it's a weird movie in the way like it feels like we had Mad Max two yeah and then we had a bunch of movies that tried to emulate Mad Max two and then Thunderdome came out it's like it tried to emulate the movies that were trying to emulate yeah. like, I mean, know, it was like a copy of a copy yeah. but like or mm, oh, like a tribute to yeah. a copy yeah. I mean I think it was just trying to further the yeah. the, the was, lineup. he wasn't involved in that was he no no he did it oh did he was he involved okay. I'm pretty sure okay. Unless I'm completely smoking it. No, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. But, Being that it was it was somewhat different. Um, yeah. Well, I think it was just intended to be because it's continuing along the timeline, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. It, it was, again, a Clearly meant to be quite a bit later. At this point, <coughs> by the time of Thunderdome, there's no, there's no, like, there's no gas there's left. There's no so gas there's left, no, yeah. There's none of that, like, car stuff that you got, that you get in the other ones. Um, you know, it's much more just straight up wasteland everything completely returned yeah. to a primitive state yeah both george um, miller and george ogilvy you, you see him with the max has like the the gray yeah going through his hair and stuff like uh, you know in the temples and stuff the streaking starting through to, and everything he's like it's clearly intended to be you know quite a few years later um and then that's the other thing too is that like as great as fury road is and as great as tom hardy is as an actor yeah, yeah. and boys he ever um, you know, I, I, you can't really discount like Mel Gibson originated that character yeah. and is sort of the classic version of that character. I don't think I could never really say like, oh, like Tom, Tom Hardy was definitely not a better Max. No, he was different. different. He was a different, and but... he was serving a different purpose in the story mm-hmm. than in the original three. I because he wasn't even really the main character. Yeah, in, in well, Fairy Road. That's you know, but um. You know, as an overall thing, if you were just looking at it completely objectively, min-maxing everything, yeah. obviously Fury Road is yeah. the better film overall and is the best of the series. But, you know, I, it depends on what I you're looking it, for. The end purpose of those two films is different. Yeah, well, it's a different era, it's yeah. a different... It depends on what you're looking for. It depends on what you want, right? If you want something really gritty and low budget and kind of traditional and stuff like that... If you have a lot of nostalgia for that, like early '80s kind yeah. of feel, obviously you probably prefer the older films, and that's fine. I, I mean, I think they're great, but Fury mm-hmm. Road just excelled on every level so much that yeah. you know you can't really deny it. And from most people, people haven't. Yeah, and yeah. Most people love Fury Road, so. But I'm sure you know it's. Yeah. We don't need to go on and on about yeah. how great it was, and really anymore. But um, we've done, as you say, quite a lot of that. But it really is. I, it, it, it definitely. It, it really I do. I do. Uh, I do think about uh, going back and watching uh, Mad Max Two again because I. It's been a long time. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's good. I've seen it relatively recently. Yeah. It did. It did not disappoint. Yeah, it it held up very nicely. nicely. Yeah. But then you know I have a lot of nostalgia for like the, that kind of era of films There's and stuff. Good too, stuff so. there. It's yeah. 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 Well, the the good stuff there is good. 
it's the drop off from good to like the next tier is yeah sort of you know true um all right well then yeah, if yeah excellent you didn't use any of these yeah what could you possibly have done as one so my number one is uh, i categorize it as the real post-apocalypse as in uh, most like this is a movie you haven't seen. No, I thought about it. Yeah. But, oh, but watching it. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, it's probably <laughs> for the same reasons that I decided not to watch it in the first place. It probably wouldn't help to watch it now. Um, probably not. Like, it's. I think you would enjoy the movie more on its merits rather than the film itself yeah uh i i also believe that that is true as well and that's one of the reasons why i came real close to just like taking the plunge oh yeah because i thought like well at least maybe i'll appreciate acting or Mm -hmm. cinematography or whatever you want but uh anyways go ahead at from 2009 it's the road uh vigo morganson based on the book by um cormac mccarthy uh, I wanted to say Ian McKellen so bad for some reason. Author of No Country for Old Men. Also No Country for Old Men. Author of a other, lot of really good books that have been turned other, into really good movies. Many other books that um, have been turned into movies. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but yeah, um, this movie is really like... No, this is what the apocalypse... Like, Mad Max is fun, yeah. but this is what the apocalypse is really going to be like. Like, a bunch of people just starving to death. Yeah. Like, well, like from or, what I know... Grabbing onto a tiny bit of hope. Yeah. Like, in... Mostly in, like... Yeah. Uh, in, like, the people closest to them. In yeah. the case of this, I mean, like, Vigo and his son. From what I know and, about... Uh, yeah. Um, uh, Cody Schmidt V. Yeah. Which is also great. He was very young then, but he's a very good young actor. He's the new, uh, currently the new Nightcrawler in the next that's, Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He's done another. Um, there was something else he did in between as well that I think we both saw, but I can't remember. I, yeah. Was um, it, uh, was he the one that was in uh, Mud? Or was that, no, that was another kid. I keep getting confused. There's too many of these great new kid actors. I mean, he's not a kid anymore, uh, but. Just quickly you know, looking. Because obviously the robe was like eight years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but, not. Um. Yeah, because he was a kid. Matt. He's a he's a uh, he's a young man you now. See anything? He was in a movie called The Slow West, which came out. No, there was something. Uh, though. Romeo and Juliet, Young Ones. No, hmm. before that, Paranorman. Something between, like something shortly after the road, like early. Hmm. No, Romulus, my father. No. Hmm. Yeah, not, nothing I recognize anyway. But um, let me see. But, but I uh, swear there was something else. But, uh... Oh, it was Let Me In. It's right at the top. Oh! Yeah, well, I haven't seen that. So, that's yeah, why... Well, we I already talked about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've only seen... I see the other one, yeah. This is, yeah. Have you seen both? You've seen both. Yes. Yeah, you... Oh, yeah, because we watched the first we one together. about yeah, 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 yeah. the vampire... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's right, yeah, okay. Top five. Yeah. Yes. That's why I looked at her past it. I was like, no, no, no. Yeah. I guess he's... Don- yeah, he's in Dawn of Planet of the Apes, too. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah, we've seen as well. Um, uh, anyways. And, of course, that yeah, X-Men Apocalypse, which... Yeah. yeah. Um, we played New Nightcrawler, but um, anyways, yeah. yes. So you know, very good young actor, and uh, obviously Vigo is Vigo. Yeah, uh, can't go wrong there. Uh, anyways, the the impression that I get having not actually Dark watched fall. <laughs> the impression that I get having not actually watched it yet, uh, but from what I know mm. of it, is I get the feeling that it's kind of like it's more trying to be sort of like. I don't want to say the word realistic, but it's 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 more kind of trying to convey 
what it actually might be like. Yes, and that's why emotionally, I, yes, yeah. to be for that world to actually exist that way. Whereas most post-apocalyptic movies are more kind of like entertainment and kind mm-hmm. of just like well, man wouldn't it suck if the world was like this but you know it's well, okay it's just it, a movie it, it goes to what we said you know. to start where most poke pocalopolitis most pocalopolitic movies most pocalopolitic movies veer towards the sci-fi slants yeah because like after the post-apocalypse like what do you do? Yeah. You have some exceptions where you go like, well, it, things kind of end up getting a little more Wild Westy, yeah, yeah. or a okay, so water world. Well, more watery, more, more like a pirate movie. But I mean, that's kind of just the Wild West on water, yeah. you know. Um, well, I guess it did come first. So, is the Wild West just pirates on land? Mm. Um, well, cinematically, it, cinematically, I, I know what yeah, you're talking. Yeah, about. yeah. Um, and this is just um, and the basis of the movie is after everything's gone. Why do you keep going on? Yeah. Like, what? Wait. Like, what is there to strive for? Like, mm-hmm. why do you bother? Right. Um. When, like, and it's, and you can always go with that. Well, you can build a better tomorrow. Mm-hmm. When you're in a situation where Maybe. someone might be able to build a better tomorrow, yeah, you have no power. But it's not have, going to be you. You have like, no agency. You and have no power. Your, you. You expelled all your energy to try and make a better today, yeah. and that didn't work because you weren't able to do it. You didn't. You didn't have the opportunity. You didn't have the ability. So, and you have a you have a kid. What do you do? Do you just smother him, kill yourself? Yeah. You know, is that the best option, or do you just try and yeah, just keep pushing? And and that's like one foot in front of the other. Maybe the the hope is that maybe over the next hill there's something. Yeah. Even though deep down inside you know it's kind of just more of the same. Yeah. And it's so. I mean, I, I read the book before seeing the movie. I was so like, I was pumped to see the movie because I like the book. I mean, it's. I don't want to say depressing. It's just it's bleak. Mm-hmm. It's it, the bleakness of it in a way that like. Um, uh, not the movie, but the book. I am Legend. Mm-hmm. Also, like that is a bleak ass book. Uh, also, actually, technically post apocalyptic. Yeah. But, but again, in New York, as, it, as would all of the movies that are yeah. based on it be. Yeah. But I just don't. Again, really, in a very small. I don't scale. consider any of them to be no, particularly no, no, great no, movies. That, that movie started out strong and then all oh, went bad so quick. So um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, and it's but the 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 acting the relationship between these two I mean it's very small cast you you bump into incidental people along the way who are um well very excuse me very reminiscent like well, not rem- uh, very um like rememberable memorable new, people the rememberable new, the newest just film, making up words today the newest film uh the I Am Legend film yeah was the unforgivable sins that it committed was the fact that they were it was basically a remake of the Omega Man. Yeah. But they weren't like honest about that. They tried to like present it as like, oh look, it's like We're oh, honest about it. It's they I am legend. lied about Absolutely. the fact that it was Absolutely. Yeah. When it clearly was. Mm-hmm. And uh the the only thing that it really has in common with the book is the title. Yeah. And then that leads me, Mega Man. That leads me to <laughs> Didn't the, have that even. Yeah. And then that leads me to the 
the worst offense, which is the fact that they completely perverted and yeah. inverted the entire meaning of the title, yeah. rendering it all completely yeah. meaningless and like yeah. vapid and just yeah. like well, they they, they Hollywoodized it in the worst yeah. way, like, because they. I mean, I don't know for those who aren't familiar with yeah. it. So they basically turn it where like because in the end he like heroically like sacrifices himself to like get the cure out to like the the surviving people yeah and that you know now they can like fix everything and they can move on and so like that's the end of the movie yeah yeah yeah, so it's like now like like he he, he, he's become legendary because of what he's done like he's a legend because he's this legendary like hero that sacrificed himself to save like the future of humanity but in the book he basically be, he, he becomes a thing vampires fear because he is the legend are, he is the myth because they are the new civilization yeah so they are normal people he mm-hmm. is the one who's the monster who's yes. coming at night, night or at day well yeah, at day, day, yeah, but in, from their yeah, perspective night, night yeah. while they sleep his he, day while yeah. they sleep and killing murdering yeah. them in yeah. their sleep yeah. when they are the regular and, you know population of the world now it is cool. and so i am legend is referring to he is that He's the boogeyman. Man, He's he the one is, that, like, yeah. you know, their the families like were warn their as, like, kids about it. Yes, yeah. Yeah. even though from his perspective, perspective. he sees himself. Well, he's doing as, it to like, survive. He's doing it to survive, well, but and that he sees the that thing is these are monsters. And this blah, is the blah. advantage the of last, book you know, over movies. The sl- because it's all told from his perspective yeah, in the book. That gray moral, yeah, because it's not until the very the end, end that he realizes. Yeah, the I am legend thing is him realizing, realizing what he has become. It's yeah. such a slow oh, burn it's because in the start it's very clear because you only see his perspective. It's a survival, and you you side with him so easily. Yeah, and it's like I don't Matthews. even a two hour movie or a yeah. two and a half hour movie. Yeah, you could not. I mean, look, it would be a totally would, different. Yeah, approach. You, you, you can't get that you in there. Be able like to do the typical Hollywood. You kinda, would figure you know. it out too soon in a movie. Yeah. It, it's just. That is one of those. Anyways, yeah, that that's is. a little bit of an yeah, aside. Yeah, but that's my if you have major issue. If you with, didn't like the movie I Am Legend, read the book. It's read, really good. Read, read the book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Re- definitely read the uh, book. Yeah, it's read the amazing. book. Read the book regardless. Um, yeah. it's great. Um, also, the road. Uh, read the book. Yeah. Um, because um, while the movie is uh, other thing about the road is visually beautiful yeah I, so i've heard, I've heard so, that and that's what i was saying so though. well put together i thought maybe um, between the visuals and the performances yeah. that might be enough yeah. to kind of and get, i and i think get and, me in that direction. you know sometimes sometimes it's okay to watch a little bleakness you know like kind of we well, say that true. it's not like, something that i have an easy time it, with it's as like if all you watch is good things yeah like you're what you expect of good movies. It's like drugs, right? You keep taking drugs, you need a bigger fix. Yeah. When all you watch is like good movie, you keep needing the next movie to be better. To yeah, you know, because if it's only the same, well, then it's not as good. Watching a bleak movie makes movies that maybe you like. The next happy movie you watch, yeah. feels real happy. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, you can watch The Road, yeah. And then watch a depressing film, and that movie's a comedy. <laughs> I mean, I, just, I, I know. I'm exaggerating. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I can see where you're going with that. I just feel, for me, I would just rather avoid the question also, entirely and just, the, the, you know, the um, not because of the the road is um, in some ways um, kind of similar in Ed Wick. I mean, not a surprise, similar author, um, similar to um, uh, no country for old men yeah. in terms of like 
you're dropped into the middle of a story. Don't necessarily assume everything's going to be okay. Yeah. You're not necessarily going to understand everything that's you're happening. Dropped, you're dropped into the middle know, of a story. And you're not necessarily going to enjoy out. it. <laughs> yeah. You're dropped into the middle of a story. You're pulled out before the story ends. Yeah. Like, um, you, you're, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily tell you with an ending how you should feel about it or yeah. how you should. It just be like, well, our, our time is up. Yeah. This is where our characters are now. Yeah. Do without what you will. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, which, to be fair, the first time I watched Kano Country for Old Men, yeah. I was like, they couldn't even be bothered to write an ending? F this movie. I was like... Oh, that was very deliberate. But, but, like, I was... Because that movie was so good, I was super pissed off hmm. because I was... Ex- the thing was, is I, I, I was expecting an ending. Now, I had no expectations of what that ending should be because of how that film is structured. Yeah, yeah. They don't give you a, a like an easy, well, this is how they're going to wrap it up kind yeah. of out of it, on it. Uh, but it, So I was immediately like, that's some lazy, like not, not having read the book, I didn't know how different it was or if, or if it was different at all. I was just like, that's some lazy movie making right there. Like, really? You're going to leave the ending up to the, to the viewer? <laughs> give me a break. You know? And like, thinking about it for a little bit yeah. i was like that was a real good ambiguous ending yeah. like that was like that was real smart i think like it's it just my initial knee-jerk reaction was <laughs> yeah i think for me it was uh the ending didn't really get me that much because i had already sort of eased into like what this was gonna this experience was gonna could, be yeah by the time that they kill what is ostensibly the main, the main character, character off screen yeah. Yeah. and basically completely pointless Pointless, yeah, yeah. so like literally you're just like you feel like you missed like some important part of the movie but no. that part just doesn't exist yeah, yeah it all happened off screen and then it was like okay well if they're gonna do something like that then pretty much all bets and are I, off and now I, and i guess you know? maybe like i i guess in my mind i'm like well, if they're gonna kill the main character, yeah. they must have something big in store yeah, yeah. for the for the other main and character. Even that, exactly, you and, could and arguably then, say like, oh, well, I guess maybe he wasn't the main character. Maybe yeah, yeah, or something. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess it's it's very ambiguous. Like, is Javier Dem the main character in this film? Is that like he he outlives yeah. what you thought was the main character? But you know, it's also like movie versus book. Yeah, and no country for then and in the road and other similar. Yeah. I was like Cormac McCarthy stuff in general. Sometimes stories like that don't even really have a main character. Well, pers- that's exactly se, it. You know? That's that's exactly it. You know, we always think of of you know who we ha- have with us at the beginning of the movie, who was established. Well, that's who's going to see us through to the end. And it may turn out that like, no, they were just there to guide you as long as they needed to. You yeah. know, well, um, but yeah. So my number fair. one is the 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 real apocalypse the road i can i can i can but like i said like let's be honest zero is mad max fury road that movie is incredible um like as both like an incredible post-apocalyptic film an incredible action movie um like the best like use of like understated characters used to an amazing degree like we're gonna have a character visual like everything uh you know the yeah 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 Yeah. Um, it is going to be it is going to be interesting like that movie came out in 2015 that was a highlight of that year for us and you know kind of like since we saw it um i'm really interested to see what is going to top fury like 
I've seen some good movies part since I've seen so, Fury Road. Part of what was so great but about nothing it, that good. Well, part of what was so great about it is the unexpectedness. Yeah, well, of how good it was. Yeah. Like you didn't go into that expecting what you were going to be getting. Yeah, I I wouldn't expect. I had I had a little expectations just because. Like, even though we saw it really early, like, in its yeah. release, like, I think we saw it, like, the opening week, by that point, you had already heard from so many sources yeah. that this movie's gonna blow your socks off, but I but, didn't know what that meant. Yeah, but it's, like, different than, like, when you're going into, say, like, you know, like, a Marvel movie or oh, something yeah, yeah, where yeah. there's been this established thing, and you're just like, well, it has to be kind of, like, like, like this amount yeah, good, yeah. otherwise, yeah. you like, know. Our, our only frame of reference was a movie from 25 years, yeah. 30 years previous, yeah. that... You don't know, but like you knew it wasn't going to be that movie again, right, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, but you didn't really know what it was going to be because it's been oh, so long. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Cool. Oh, yeah. So. All yeah. right. Um, so I just have a few things that I want oh, to yeah, mention sure, sure. as kind of those sort of oddball kind of. Oh, I, I do have. I do have like kind of a like outside of Batman Road okay. as being my kind of like de facto zero, but okay. uh, a movie that came up that we were talking about because we we're talking about like post-post-apocalypse, a movie where clearly it was an apocalypse, mm-hmm. but it didn't affect the movie, and um, and I just recently watched it, like, last week, uh, which is Dread. Which oh, yeah, yeah. I, I Immediately, I was like, Dread? Yeah, the, the world of Dread is post-apocalyptic. Sure, and I was like, oh, but it's so far moved beyond, like, the, the Third World War. Well, the like, problem is, is that... The, like, there are elements of yeah. that in it, the world, but it doesn't it doesn't matter. No, like it, because the city itself is basically insulated, so... Yeah, like, they've, they've rebuilt up, they've protected themselves against it, they've, you know... It, yeah, it's, it's... It's the... It doesn't... It's more... It's only vague bits of it It's in much there. more like modern day than yeah, it yeah, is yeah. like a post-apocalyptic world. Yeah. It just so happens that outside of the confines yeah. of the city... Which is, again, a post-apocalyptic like world. something... Uh, interestingly enough, something they don't... They don't touch on much in Dread... Uh, other than like basically mentioning a little yeah. bit about you know there was a third world nuclear war yeah. radiation is definitely a thing and that the these giant the, the mega blocks have like the the bomb shielding which yeah. plays a pivotal part in the and, movie and there is like um they sh- there is some shots that kind of show that like, oh like beyond like the outside the wall yeah nothing like big like like wide angles and yeah stuff. there's basically nothing outside um, the city oddly enough it is something that is touched on very heavily and to, and like my actually my kind of favorite part of the movie in the Sylvester Stallone the yeah. crappy Sylvester Stallone but even one, still right the whole thing is I mean when he goes beyond the wall and they get the ABC robots yeah and the for stuff sure like that, it's, I, which I get is, that yeah, but yeah. what I'm saying is that the, even then like the that is only is a small part of that. exactly yeah. the story is not about like struggling to survive well, in a post-apocalyptic world they're not struggling it, the they have that, a modern city they have Plenty exactly. of full yeah. food. They have technology. The they fact have... that it takes place in a post-apocalyptic world yeah. is kind of neither here nor it's there. It's just an excuse to basically yeah. to to basically alter aspects of yeah. and, society. And that is that is like one of the things I would and I I, I because I didn't want to sort of step on what I I didn't want to bring this movie up while you're talking about that movie. Yeah. Um. Uh. With Planet of the Apes was that it it's a post-apocalyptic world and it only matters that it's post-apocalyptic. Because our main character yeah. is human being. Yeah. Because to but the still, apes, mm, yes. it doesn't make it like well, the world itself doesn't matter. Like like they've they've moved on. They are clearly but be, but but because clearly mm-hmm. it's a Earth, Earth egotistically is a human world, which is what yeah. the brilliance of that movie is. Where like no, it's not a human world. Yeah. Um, that's what makes Planet of the Apes such a brilliant concept. Um, 
our, the main character is human, and to him, it is a post-apocalyptic world. Yeah. Uh, like, in terms of, like, human civilization mean, is gone, which is what uh, right. is important. But, if, yeah. but I still in the same way as, like, because the ape civilization a, world, a post-apocalyptic quite... world where the apocalypse only affected, say, cats? Mm-hmm. Really doesn't isn't a post-apocalyptic right. world for you know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but my point is, is that there was no, there was no interruption. Like they didn't get destroyed and then have to rebuild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Mega City One is in in dread. Like, it avoided is, the. It's literally yeah, yeah. just yeah. surviving parts it, it, of yeah. civilization that just kept they just going. They just it in. Yeah, that just exactly. kept going. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. they have you know higher technology and they yeah. have all this stuff. You know, yeah. they they went on inter- um, uninterrupted. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe a little interrupted, but yeah. but nothing yeah. you know, not disastrously yeah. so. Um, so yeah, so so what do you got on on some of your uh, other films? So I have um, Logan's Run, yeah, yeah, uh, which is one of those th- things, a little bit in the dread kind of thing, where you know it it's actually technically a it's it's actually a dystopian, but actually false utopia, false, false utopian story yeah, yeah. where it's it is after false utopian stories is that's another like a lot of post apocalyptic films yeah. have that as so an element. So yeah. it's it's. It is post-apocalyptic because everything outside, you know, they have basically underground city with mm-hmm. covered with domes, mm-hmm. and everything outside that is all wrecked and stuff. Yeah. And past human civilization is destroyed, but within the city, they have, you know, tech, high technology. Mm-hmm. Everything's like fancy. They everyone lives like a life of leisure. Like yeah. nobody wants for like food or anything. But they have this whole thing about like you only live to age thirty. Yeah, you know, and then there's, you know. Yeah, uh, the whole carousel thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, but they do. There is characters that escape from it, and they go out into the world, and you know, and it has the whole post-apocalyptic aspect. Um, and in the end, the society in the domes is basically blown open, mm-hmm. and, and they have to kind of like go back out, you know, out into the world. Um, so, I mean, it is technically post-apocalyptic, but a huge portion yeah. of it is based around this sort of high-tech mm-hmm. city that has continued on and and there's not really a lot of like you know struggling to survive in the wilderness and like how do we get food and all that kind of stuff is like not really a, a no. part of it so that's why i didn't really feel like I, I could include it um escape from new york we already talked about yeah same same sort of thing um the terminator films technically the because those are pure setting, on the lost it is a post future setting yeah. is a post well, setting i mean Especially but, technically, if you look at um, well, Salvation, Terminator Salvation, Salvation is, is yeah. technically straight up a post-apocalyptic movie. Yeah. But um, but yeah, as a whole, I mean, the series because it, it mostly takes place. It mostly now. takes place yeah, now, yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's more of a time travel action, yeah. you know, robot movie. It's a prevent the apocalypse. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a prevent. It's a apocalypse, prevent the apocalypse movie. movie. <laughs> but you know, you do see there are scenes. We're inventing new genres. We've got preventing the apocalypse movie. <laughs> but there are literally, visiting the apocalypse yeah. movie. But there are literally scenes that take place, place in a directly in the world. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, yeah. I saw uh, it on a lot of lists, and I was like, all uh, right, I understand where you're going with it. Basically, same thing. Yeah. Uh, Twelve monkeys. Twelve monkeys. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, basically, exactly yeah. the same thing. There are scenes that take place in post-apocalyptic world, but yeah. it's not really the main setting of the story, no. and the story is more about the modern world yeah. and preventing or not preventing, in this, <laughs> as the case, as may, the case be. may be. The brilliance of that film. Um, yeah. And then the last one is um, a somewhat similar line, but not really. Um, it's uh, the Matrix movies. again because again technically yeah. post-apocalyptic world, but very little of the movies or the story is about that. Yeah, 
uh, obviously all the as they get all the Matrix the... stuff show you know is is yeah. you know well it's a uh, weird uh, one because uh, like virtual while technically that looks the like entire movie day. in the reality of the right. movie takes place in a post-apocalyptic exactly. film but that's not you don't get to there. see it you, you don't, don't really get to see, see it, it. Yeah, yeah and then yeah. even the stuff until that, much later in the series yeah yeah but then even the stuff that is in the real world most of it takes place like in very like, confined their base, spaces like in, in zion, zion yeah. and they have high technology yeah. right they have these like mm. like exo like fighting power yeah. suits with like all kinds of weaponry and yeah. stuff they have these ships that fly well, around they have you know because of the nature of like the movie and stuff like that uh like the plot of the film you know, they don't and, seem to really the, be lacking the plans the ai have i mean uh, uh it's a very it's post-apocalypse yeah. but it's very the post-apocalyptic it's so controlled yeah it's very you know? the post-apocalyptic aspect is very incidental yeah exactly. it's like really doesn't have anything to do yeah. with the story yeah uh and it, or, or really the character's experience exactly yeah you know um because you know they're not sitting they they have to maybe live a little austerely on yeah. the on the ships you know they have it, limited it acts as supplies and stuff but I mean, they're not really wanting for food or shelter. It, all it does is you know? it acts as fuel for some of the character motivations, and yeah. that's about it. Yeah. But you know, they're not wanting mm-hmm. for like food or shelter, or you know, they're they're not constantly yeah in danger, or you know, it's 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 a little you know. I mean, they had time to have you know twenty minute rave scene or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, hey, you gotta have fun. Really, you gotta have fun in the apocalypse. Sure it's not twenty minutes, but okay. yeah, I know, you know it feels like feels it. like about yeah. two hundred minutes. Uh, it's a Anyway, yeah, um, done. Uh, I've got. Um, that, wow, you are done. Uh, I had um, leaving right now. Snowpiercer, uh, like you mentioned. Yeah, uh, I, I really like Surprised that. Surprised you don't have uh, it on your actual it list. Was, it was my number five. It's a great film. Uh, it was my number five. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to bump it out for a sort of more alternative. Okay. Stuff. Yeah. Um, it's alternative. Alternative. Uh, Roots grind. Tank girl. Yeah, I really like Tank Girl. It's again good nonsense, post-apocalyptic. You know, um, uh, the Postman, um, Ralph Bashki's Wizards. Yeah, is one. That's, I thought about it. Uh, it's it's one that like ah, I'm, I'm, I have I'm not, not seen it in forever, yeah. and that's I haven't why. seen it in a long time, and I'm also not convinced that it, as to whether it's actually good or not. The, well, I, I remember liking it, but I only remember liking it. Yeah. I can't really draw yeah. enough to yeah. yeah. Um, AI artificial intelligence. Yeah, I've that's never, a case. I've never seen it. Oh, that, it is a case of where it's one of those like it falls a little more on the post post side yeah. where like large portions of the world are destroyed. Yeah, the remainder of the world either falls into that dread scenario where they avoided the destruction or have built back up since the destruction. Yeah. Um, well, it is a it directly affects the world. It is no longer the living in that post-apocalyptic yeah, 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 yeah. setting. I gotcha. Um, yeah. Uh, Oblivion. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, it's a case of, it is one of those, takes place in a post-apocalypse, kind of doesn't really matter here nor there. It much more, like, like feels more like it's just on another world. Yeah. And it, the, the movie is... I'm not gonna spoil because it's it's a kind of a recent movie. I don't want to, and I don't think you've seen it. Uh, have you seen it? No, no. I won't spoil the ending. Uh, but I it's see, kind of it's. But so, you know what I did see? It's so much more sci-fi. Oh, you you didn't, did you? You didn't. What? What? What would you see? After Earth? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was gonna say you. And that though, because those movies came out like like yeah. real close to each other, yeah. and I was like, well, I mean, Jane, but I like. 
I like Will Smith. How bad can it be? Pretty bad. Uh, but, you know, Tom Cruise, uh, I made the right decision. I, I, I turned out I made the right decision. I saw the right film. Probably did. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, but but uh, Oblivion is much more like way sci-fi than... Yeah, um, fair enough. You know, uh, in the same way something like, um, you'd say like, like, you could technically, I saw Elysium appear on a lot of lists. I also saw District Nine no. appear on a lot of lists, no, and I was just like, "Just because things have gone to crap doesn't mean it's supposed to." Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's not the uh, same. Uh, the uh, two other ones I had um, nine, as in just the numeral nine, the animated movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which um, I th- real I consider that? Yeah, uh, real good. It, it was also on my list for a little bit too. Um, it actually got bumped for Escape from New York. Technically, I probably should have kept nine as a, <laughs> as a more authentic ah, post-apocalyptic sorry. film. Um, it it also veers like it's. Be, I'm I'm not necessarily because of the nature of animated. It veers a little more into like fantasy post-apocalypse yeah. because yeah. it's like they I pass agree. it off as technology, yeah. but it's like technology in the same way that like yeah, yeah, yeah. Star Wars some Star Wars oh, technology yeah, I, is I, a little I more. I absolutely yeah. agree. It's yeah. like science fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's good, good movie. Though. Good yeah, movie. very good. Um, and uh oh six six string samurai um which is a another bizarre um i haven't seen that uh it's like uh in the apocalypse uh elvis the apocalypse takes place in the 50s and elvis is voted or not voted but elvis becomes like king of america and the post-apocalypse wasteland then he dies and then like this new guy is to become the new elvis well it's like they put out that one it's a martial arts film it's they put out that one (laughs) recently uh, Turbo Kid or whatever. Oh, which oh, is like I had absolutely forgotten about that. That is, is also a good movie. Which is like a, a, like the style of like eighties. Oh, super duper. But it takes yeah. place in like nineteen ninety seven. Seven, and it's also like Atari arcade, which is very and... much like that's the kind of thing that yeah. you would have thought. Like I think um, Escape from New York is like nineteen ninety six or something, or something like, like that. Like mid nineties was like, like nineteen ninety seven <laughs> is very much like like something that like back in the eighties they would yeah. have done like. Oh well, no! It's, Terminator. It's 1997. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Terminator. But it was made now, <laughs> so it's completely retroactively it's like retro. But it's also like yeah. alternate, yeah. like well, yeah, alternate history. Six String Samurai was a like 99 film. Yeah, it took place in the 50s. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, it's funny because that's actually I, re- I saw it really recently. Like, yeah, I actually year. haven't seen it. Yet. Um, it's, it's I forgot about. I keep it, forgetting it's, about it's, it. It's it's good fun. It's um it's pretty goofy. Um, yeah. but like, like well-made, like they, yeah. they did a good job I, with it. Yeah. I, I, I keep, Turbo kick. I keep forgetting about mm-hmm. it. So, um, um, that like, like faux, like Atari soundtrack, soundtrack music that the movie has is real good. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Post-apocalyptic films. There are many. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as always like to thank everyone who's been listening to the podcast. Um, we're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google play, Facebook, uh, what we've watched podcast, and uh, until next week, I'm Chris. Is that it? Cheers. All right.